Welcome in. This is Jason, Tyler, and Britton recording from the Burbungeon once again. I say once again, yeah, but um, oh, don't worry, I'll explain. Okay. <laughs> we actually did a nice uh, podcast about a month ago, and Britton never posted it. So feel free to send him some love in the chat. That is our commish at his best. Post-COVID, so it was actually probably about five and a half months ago. From it was a long time ago. Either way, Britain failed. <laughs> anyway, here we are. We have an insane amount to talk about. We're not going to go through all of it tonight, but the good news is, is that Cheek and Britain have committed to a weekly podcast. I don't know if they actually know that, oh, but we're gosh. doing it. Oh, okay. Weekly. All right. Uh, let me go ahead and cancel everything, um, and I will be ready to go. How often can you get Kim out of town? That's the real question. Not weekly. <laughs> well, all right. Anyway... Um, so we, we're going to actually start off, we've got, we've got a great show for you guys tonight, we're going to start off breaking down some of the trades that happened before the draft, and then we're going to dive into the actual draft. So we're going to start off with one of the bigger trades that we've ever experienced in the league. This is right up there with Britton and Steph's Julio Jones sexual debacle. <laughs> <laughs> this one is... Are you talking about the me, John, and Ty three-way? <laughs> no, 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 that no. is a fifth round of <laughs> debacle as well, but in its own right. Um, no, this is a non sexual three way? Yeah, no, that was, well, I don't know what you guys were doing there. Um, this one is between Griffin and Isaac. This is like a welcome to the league move by Isaac Ford. And in this one, we end up having Griffin trades Andy, or sorry, he trades away James White. Kenny Galladay and Tariq Cohen, and he gets Andy Isabella and the 101. All right, guys, give me your thoughts. Cheek, let's start off with you. Um, yeah, I think what did so Griff got Andy Isabella and the 101. Isaac got Galladay, James White, and Tariq Cohen. I think when this trade initially happened, I was like, this is a terrible trade. Like. I was, I was a little bit shocked, but I also didn't understand the value of Galladay at the time. I thought it was a bad trade for Isaac initially. Um, but then as time went on, I started to realize, like, Galladay has amazing value. He's going to be an elite wide receiver, I think. Um, and there is no guarantee on a rookie player. Like, Jonathan Taylor is great, but Marlon Mack is still there, and they have a lot of mouths to feed um, in, in the Colts' backfield. So I think it's, it's a tough trade, but what happened in the draft and, like, what Griff finally ended up with, I think, was, like, the more, like, Isaac clearly won for me. Britt, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I first thought that Isaac got hosed, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I, I think he made a trade that, that made sense for him. You know, James White and Tariq Cohen, you know, they're, they're polarizing and, and understanding their value, but I think in our league... They have more value. I'm not sure I would trade for them, but I think they're going to make his team better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I, I, I think it actually works out well for both, and I think it could make Isaac a, a surprise th- this year. So, I, I think, well done, Isaac. I'm sorry for making fun of you behind your back for months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, I think Isaac made a great move here. He, he added, not only did he add a top 10, arguably, of course, uh, wide receiver with Galladay. Arguably. But he, he has depth now all of a sudden with mm-hmm. Tariq and James White. And I don't know how this season's going to play out with COVID. But depth 
is always a big deal in this league. Mm-hmm. So as bitter as I am with the way that the trade went down, we're not going to get into details on that because <laughs> eventually I want Isaac to talk to me. Um, he, uh, it, it was it was well done for Isaac, and I yep. think that it cost Griff a fair amount. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, all agreed. right. So we're gonna go on to this next one again. Isaac is just making moves, and this I will say with. It, all bitterness is that he never made a move with me, but he made some great moves yeah. in the sense that he was at least aggressive. So in this one, he ends up acquiring Gronk and a third-round pick from Matri, who Matri got in return. Isaac's 201, which we now know turned into this. It was Gronk and Lynn Bowden Jr. for Michael Pittman. Tell me, guys, what do you think? I, I love Michael Pittman, so I'm, I'm going to be biased on this one a little bit. Homer. I know. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, but I also, like, I think in the at the time of this trade, this was pre-draft, obviously, um, Gronk, there was a ton of hype around Gronk. Like, it wasn't a, oh, Gronk is bad, but he's coming back. It was like, Gronk's back, baby, and he's going to be Gronk, and he's going to be great. He's got Brady throwing the ball to him. And now we're getting mixed messages. Um, <laughs> now we're hearing that O.J. Howard is a starter. And I just don't trust Bruce Arians at this point with tight ends. So I think I think Matry wins this one by a landslide. Like, he's got a future strong wide receiver potential at bare minimum. And I don't love Lynn Bowden. And Gronk is – it's a rental. It is a win-now trade for Isaac, hands down. Well, and you don't find it very often in a deep dynasty league like this where – you actually acquire somebody from waivers and turn them into something, right? Matri just reacquired Gronk for like most of his fab, but I don't think did he ever reacquire him? Did he just literally sit on him no. since that terrible trade? I, I thought he dropped him. I think he was dropped and reacquired. Yeah. And you don't find yeah, that impressive. where you actually turn yeah. turns waiver wire fodder into something. And I I think Michael Pittman Jr. has a, a great career ahead of him. And I this just seems interesting for Isaac because we'll talk about another trade that he made but the other two he was acquiring depth you know he gave up the mm-hmm. best arguably the best asset to get just a you know some role players that helped his team and mm-hmm. which you know I'm jealous of because my team could use some of those but this trade I just I don't understand you know that he went for a an aging veteran and and fell victim of the hype train I just I don't know it, it's the other two trades I like for him but this one it just it seems off brand for him, and I'm not sure why he went after a, a, a veteran. If I, I remember correctly, he does not have a tight end. He does not. No, no I, like, let's not forget he, that. Oh, this is Borsky's team, right? Yes, oh, yeah. Borsky's Ricky Seals Jones. But he actually he does. Really he did acquire David Njoku, yep. which was out all last year. Mm-hmm. So it depends on if you actually think he's a tight end or not. Uh, but they have Hooper now. They do have Hooper. So, so this was his attempt at acquiring a tight end. Yeah, he could have had a lot I, of them. I appreciate trying that. to fill the need. To I me, had several I'd have given up for the two hundred one. Oh yeah. To me, I'm gonna tie this in with the trade that he made right afterward, sure. which was Isaac and, and um, Cheek. Cheek acquires Allen Robinson, and Isaac gets T. Y. Hilton and Le'Veon Bell. And this is what I can say about Isaac. It seems like he is playing fantasy football from five years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just saying that he does not seem to care about youth at all, which is fine. I mean, he really is in a win-now mode. Mm-hmm. 
but my gosh, I think that the AARP is one player away from sending him a membership. Hey, welcome Coming aboard, from the guy Isaac. Who had welcome the AARP aboard. AARP le- team like two years ago. Yeah, but now I got the Young Bucks. I mean, <laughs> there's a reason why I pivoted off of all these players that he's acquiring. Oh my I mean, gosh. So I just, I think that he has a solid chance of making a great run right now. Mm-hmm. But if it does not happen this year, I don't see it happening for him for a long time. And I, I will say, honestly, I think that he has a legit chance, maybe one of the best chances of winning this year. Mm. But gosh, if he doesn't win this year, I mean, I could see him leaving the league before he has a chance of winning oh it. Well, I must say, he certainly has done a hell of a better job than his predecessor. Yeah, He's actually made you know. moves to help his team. They appear thoughtful. Mm. I don't get, again, just the Gronk trade, but he had a clear vision, and he's he's yep. made do with it. I mean, he gave up Robinson to get those other two pieces, and Robinson's the younger, better, you know, best player in that trade. But at this point, Hilton and Bell, I mean, those are, you know, buy low guys. He, I don't know if he bought low, but he still acquired both of them. And yeah. I, I think they're going to contribute to his team this year. So I, I'm with you, Jason. I think, I guess he's a threat. I think so, he is. And he's yeah. got depth. He's got players that are established, maybe a little too established. <laughs> not really sure. But he has, he has created a team that can definitely compete this year. So I don't know if I'm bitter or what exactly, but <laughs> it's definitely interesting. I'm at least excited there was that he brought some action and flair yeah. to the league. So that, I mean, so that I can say that for sure. I, I'm all of his moves. I feel like have been bigger moves, and I like I every time I look at his team, I'm like, why? Like even for me, it's like I love that trade for me. I didn't yeah. understand like why you'd want to do that, but then I looked at his team, and everything changes. Like, you look at the team that he adopted, and it is rough. Like, Marshawn Lynch was <laughs> on that roster. That is rough. Hey, he paid a pretty pice, or pretty penny for that uh, Marshawn Lynch <laughs> oh, guy yes, as well. So it, it's, it's just – yeah, but I, I definitely think it, it's, it's a boomer bust. But I think some of these guys, too, like, are going to continue to play, and maybe Isaac can turn them for, you know, second, third to somebody else. Maybe there's somebody else that's desperate and thinks they can win now future years. Who knows? I, I mean, you, he has two running backs that I would, I covet. <clears throat> I would love to be starting them in my flex spots. Who? Uh, I mean, they're not great, but I mean, he has James he Wayne. Covet them, so I'm just wondering. Well, because you've seen my team, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some oh, point. Yeah. But yes. we've seen it. Yeah, it's but rough. he has James White and Tariq Cohen on his on his bench. That, that, one of either of those guys would be a great flex. For me, so I think he made some moves. Brandon, I feel like you and I could probably work out a trade by the end of this podcast. If that's your standards, <laughs> just for the record. I mean, I'm just saying. So we got some talking to do. Yeah, without <laughs> a doubt. All right, with that, what we're going to be doing? Oh no, no, yeah, we definitely need to talk about this. All right, before we dive into the draft, mm. okay, we need to talk first off about how did this past draft go? Big change in how we did it. So mm. instead of in person, we moved to an online with an eight-hour window to pick. Mm-hmm. No Chick-fil-A nuggets, so automatically that's a huge name. Oh, I had some real big buzz kill. Okay, only Britain and Steph had Chick-fil-A yeah. nuggets again. Cool. Does not count. It's not a big deal, but so it hurt. yeah. What are your What are you guys' thoughts? Do you guys really feel like Isaac got the full experience this time? Oh no, of course not. Of course he didn't. No. He, 
And especially because he can't come Saturday, I don't think. So No, he can't come Saturday either. Which is a huge buzzkill. Like, yeah. I, I feel like Isaac, I was excited for him to join the league to like get to know everybody because I've loved being in the league for so long. And it's like, gosh dang it. Like the, I hated the slow draft. I felt like oh. I felt like when my pick hit, I had anxiety. Like <laughs> I needed to just get it over with. It's because you were where there was no Wi-Fi. I w- <laughs> I did not have Wi-Fi oh, for one right. of the entire day. So I was like, ah man, like I hope I don't like delay. Like as any time I had to delay my pick as well because I was doing trade talks, it was like ah, I don't want to push it too far. Like I don't want to run the full eight hours, but I could probably do that with this trade talk. Yeah. So I, I didn't like it for that reason. It just felt like. Delaying felt bad. Picking too early felt bad. It's awful. I mean, nothing wrong with using that full clock, right, Ty? Right, Joe? Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Joey was, Joey was really enjoying using the full yeah, clock. Really no, I, I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. It turned out better than I than I, you know, feel like I could have hoped. Mm. We had more trades than That's last true. year. Yeah. I mean, you guys did. I still made moves in the last one last year. You guys just. Some people just move faster than others. Well, that's it fair. Took people me need eight hours. I got to learn thirty seconds, exactly. Corey. I got to learn the countdown. But yeah, that, no, <laughs> I, seconds, I mean, baby. we had you know, I I was a part of a couple Zoom calls between Friday and Saturday. I think there were probably half a dozen that took place. So there was some social dynamic that took place. I know. I, I thought it was really neat, and you know, we made the most of, of what we could. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the eight hours was. Good. I mean, I knew on on some of my picks. I mean, I didn't need. Mm-hmm. I didn't need eight hours. Yeah. I made the pick. No need prolonging the inevitable, but I don't know. I, th- I thought the flow was fine, but mm-hmm. I, I liked that there was chatter, there was the Zoom stuff, and then there were some trades. Yep. So Not to mention you had your first three-way. I did my first three-way. Well, almost didn't happen. <laughs> and what it, Just what, like so many of them. Are we talking, uh, about, the, are we talking about the draft? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> don't worry. It was that fifth round where no one actually pays attention to it. We'll get into it here in a minute. <laughs> All right. Uh, overall, I would say... Um, mixed feelings on it. I I don't know if... uh, I mean, with this league, for the most part, I feel like it would be better in person. I don't feel like there was a ton of action, and Mm. with Griffin just taking forever, that just really just takes the wind right out of my sails. (laughs) Especially since he had two of the first four picks. Oh, yeah. He's, so, he was milking those, too. I, I will say, it, I think it was better for the fantasy aspect of the league. It was worse for the social aspect of the league. I would agree. I, that's probably fair. Yeah. So, so I love getting together with everybody. That's what I'm excited about this weekend. It's like, man, I want to see everybody's faces. I'm sad that Tynan and Chris are friggin' in other states now, and we can't see them. Yeah, I mean, I'm really disappointed Chris is. Tynan, you can kind of... <laughs> I'm just kidding, Ty. just kidding, bud. Miss you. Miss you, bud. So, so much. All right. So with that, let's Wait, dive Chris into. Wait, Chris doesn't live here anymore. No, no, he's gone. Yeah. How long ago did he live? Uh, I mean, I'm not counting, but it was like 114 days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right. So we're gonna dive into this. Uh, we're not gonna go <clears throat> pick by pick, but we will mention them. Mm-hmm. And if your pick, if we if we end up glossing over it pretty quickly, it's probably because we didn't think it was that great. Or we just didn't have time. We don't got time to go over every pick. It probably just wasn't that great. Was, yeah. <laughs> so, unless, it, I mean, but it also means he didn't completely screw it up either. So that's true. That's a positive. We do talk about the bad things. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely gonna get brought up. So that's a good point. All right, let's get started with this first one. Wow, we really started off with eight hours of fun. 
Um, so, Griffin was trying to inch his way down, and it worked. He found someone to actually be his partner. We open up with a trade, Jameson Crowder and the 102 for the 101 and the 211. Britton, give me your thoughts. <clears throat> oh, wow. I didn't realize that. The 211? Yeah, I didn't realize the 211 was in there as well. Oh, that was yeah. so nine. Uh, I, I think, think it was 209. It was... No, that was the 209. It was mine. It was the 211. Oh, That's sorry. how I know. Uh, my bad. No, I mean... Which, by the way, turned into, um, just so we know, Crowder and Jonathan Taylor, and then Britton picked up Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Anthony McFarlane. So hit us with wow. it. Yeah, so we all know that... That Griff was peddling that pick, trying to move down. I don't know mm -hmm. why you acquire an asset that you don't want and can't move. But yeah, but that's what he did. And you know, as we went, you know, we were back and forth. He was actually surprisingly gave me an offer we could work with from the beginning. <laughs> and it's a rare day. Very out of out of character for him. Did you write that down? But <laughs> no, we, we had we had great dialogue back and forth and. You know, I was dead set on Jonathan Taylor, of course, <clears throat> knowing I had the 102. That's who I expected to get. Mm -hmm. And, But as the 101 became available, and the for me, the cost of acquisition was not crazy. You know, it gained some steam. And I think that first pick, I, I think he was offering me a, a three instead, and that, that didn't make mm -hmm. it move for me. So ended up at the with a late two, uh, partly because McFarland was somebody I was targeting there. And I didn't think he'd be there, you know, four picks later. So um, Crowder was tough for me to come off of because looking at my roster now, he would have been, uh, you know, a, just a nice weekly flex mm -hmm. spot. I think he's going to actually do quite well, uh, which is why he fit better on my team than he does Griffin's team because Crowder <laughs> doesn't need to be on a bottom three team. But um, <laughs> but I, I thought the trade worked out well. It addressed a need that, that Griffin had and. Um, it got me Edwards Hilaire, which obviously the news of Damian Williams holding out yeah. made that, a, I think, a much, you know, he went from a, a roll of the dice to a, I mean, he's going with number running back seven or eight overall in redraft league. So yeah. I'm looking like I have, you know, two top ten running backs, but I also have no depth. So it, it came at a cost, but I'm okay with that cost. I mean, I don't know if it did really. Like, you, you didn't need Crowder much and uh, honestly like I don't love Crowder but like, I, I think Crowder's gonna be I told Jason so I, I texted Jason and I'm like tell me he's like what are you waiting for you know why don't, why don't you pull this trigger but I was one that had to propose the trade and that counter but I, I mean I think I think Crowder's gonna finish as a wide receiver three at worst not even that good. but I was using him as a wide receiver five yeah, that's, so that's I what think, I'm saying. Like for you, it's hardly a sacrifice. But when you like, look at who's playing now, and and in, in lieu of him, that's when Jason texted the other day. It's like, who's who's your final roster spot? Who are you starting? You have and, no one. And it would have been Crowder, and now it's somebody who I hope isn't inactive on game day. Mm. So that's where that's where you know Griffin hurt me in that way. That it definitely took away an asset that was going to help. But with the difference between. My final roster spot and Crowder, or, you know, can can Edwards Hilaire offset that yeah. or what Edwards would have done or what Taylor would have done? I'm sorry. I think so. somebody could fill in, and I I just don't I don't believe that Crowder is going to be like a top 24 upside player. I think Sam Darnold is okay because he's young, and the Jets aren't like this. 
They have Adam Gase is their coach. Well, you definitely don't say Crowder and upside in the same sentence. That's for yeah. sure. Like but th- those aren't big. Like he has he, a safe floor, and that would have been yeah. helpful on my team this year. He has a safe floor, but like you also got a definite starting running back this year, whether it's week one or not. They will be by the end of the year. You have the upside in that with Anthony McFarland, like because James Connors hurt often, and Benny Snell apparently they just don't believe in him. I think I've heard Jalen Samuels can be getting the boot. Right. Um, so even if it's just the third down guy yeah. on what could be a high-scoring <laughs> offense, like, maybe he's a flex-worthy guy. So. I think it's a great trade. And, uh, I think the Steelers. Big Ben back. I think they'll be hot for high-scoring. So let me give you guys a, 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 a dynasty lesson here. Griff, listen up. All right. When you're a bottom team, the worst strategy you can possibly do is invest in young running backs as your core. Because they have such a short life shelf life that by the time the rest of your team is relevant, those wide receivers, those good guys like McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift have aged out. Griff made a terrible move here because he acquired a, a, he just does not have the team to compete right now. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, his wide receivers are Adam Thielen, fine, good, I have no problems with that. Sammy Watkins. Barf. Jamison Crowder. Oh, that guy's awesome. Andy Isabella. Like, are you kidding me? And so he is going to waste his good running backs on a terrible team. And so he's going to be in a perpetual state of sucking because he just is. He's got great talent, but unless he learns how to trade or build a roster, he's going to continually be on the bottom of this league. And that astounds me because I think that he puts a lot of time into fantasy. <laughs> so I just don't the understand. The flamethrowers are coming out here, folks. But I'm saying like Buckle he, up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm just saying, watch watch what happens. He's going to get a bottom pick now. Mm-hmm. He's going to waste Christian McCaffrey. He's not going to make the playoffs unless something miraculous happens with DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor or, or actually, no, Sammy Watkins. It's going to take more than just those, mm-hmm. the, the young running backs. He has no chance. No chance. You're hearing it now. No chance to make the playoffs. Oh. Was that even up for debate? No. And But then, uh, again, CMC is going to be wasted another right. year. I mean, it, you, don't, astounding. you don't know anybody that would trade for him, do you? No, I don't want him. He's garbage. Know. Yeah. He's like David Johnson. His best chance <laughs> is to get rid of him. Sell, sells players that he, he loves, but it's, it's going to... He just can't win right now. He's wasting players. So, all right, let's, all right. Re- let's keep it going. Let's keep yeah, it going. Yeah, sorry, we can't talk about Griff the whole time, even yeah. though he would love that. <laughs> so we got the first pick was traded to Britain, and Britain took Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, Britain traded to Griff to get the second pick, uh, as we just talked about. Griff took Jonathan Taylor, of course. Uh, then it gets a little kosher for a while. Uh, Steph takes J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Griffin takes DeAndre Swift at his normal pick. Sarah takes Cam Akers. Uh, Nefley gets C.D. Lamb. Um, and then we have what would have been Joey and Corey's picks, but those were previously traded to Jason. Um, so he was able to snag three picks in the first round. Oh, three stud receivers. Three stud receivers. Oh. Uh, so Jason picks up at the 107, Jerry Judy. The 108, Justin Jefferson. Uh, then we got old Matry on the board with Henry Ruggs. I, Chief, took Keyshawn Vaughn. 
Uh, and then Jason picks up another wide receiver with Jalen Rager. We cap the round off with T. Higgins with Ty. can't believe you both let Jason end up with Rager there. All right, let's first talk I about this. I thought about it, but I had a need. I, I have to say that, in my opinion, some of the best picks in this round, obviously we know that the two running backs in the beginning, but then Jeff getting J.K. Dobbins and Sarah getting Cam Akers. Both those teams need and Sarah's team, I think, is kind of like Griff's. I think she needs to kind of get rid of her running back so that she can rebuild. But Steph's team has solid wide receivers. Yeah. And if J.K. JK Dobbins has a chance of, of getting any kind of role, I think that Steph could go from worst to first. So wow. That, I Big think praise that for has, Steph. Loving the J.K. Dobbins pick. J.K. Dobbins is insanely good. I like the Zach Moss pick, too, for her. Uh, we're going to get there. Okay. I was, that's, so we're that's all next building round. into One round. So we're going to do the first three, kind of run through the, the players, yeah. and then also the trades, and then talk about our favorite kind of highs and lows of it. Um, for me, I, I, I know that I'm kind of contradictory to some people. I like the Ruggs and T. Higgins picks. Um, I didn't want to take Vaughn, but I needed running back. And truly, like, even taking him, I hate having running back tied to Tom Brady. Um, just because of Mike Gillis. running back, why would you pick Keyshawn Vaughn? Because yeah. the only other option was Zach Moss. And at the time, it was like, he's in a split backfield. At least Keyshawn Vaughn has a chance to take it over. <sighs> um, and Arians has had good history with running backs. Like, guys on his teams do really well. Um, My favorite pick probably is your Keyshawn Vaughn pick. Because I think you have a team that can compete... And this definitely hurt you with <laughs> Who would I have started Your over? chances if of competing Rager, just Am I going to start him over Cooper, Metcalf, Robinson, Mike Williams? Yes. Should I keep going? Because I, I would never start him over them. I There's mean, no who's way. The, who's the fifth one? Williams, yeah. I think, is interesting. Uh, who's Keyshawn Vaughn going to start over? Seriously. Drake? Look Henry? At my, look at my other running backs. Well, Drake it. and Henry is all you need. Drake and Henry is all I got. If one of them gets hurt, I have to start Montgomery and Vaughn. Like I said, I think that was a need. Or a, you did me option. a favor. Yeah, I think it, it was a more fear-based pick. You than fell victim a, to need, I think, instead mm-hmm. of being able to help your team for right mm-hmm. now. I agree. I would have loved to take a wide receiver because I wanted to take Pittman there just because of being a mm-hmm. homer. But then it was like, oh, man, I should really take Rager. But it was it was really hard to pull that trigger. And I mean, I think that this is what I I can say almost for sure is that if you don't pick Keyshawn Vaughn, I'm not picking him. Right. Tynan's not going to pick him. And then and then you'll have to jump in front of Matri or something like that. Yep. He might he might have taken him, but oh, gross. And we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Rager's going to be the best rookie receiver of the year. Oh, is is my Hot is my take. take. Oh, I like it. He's got a great situation in front of him. I, like so, I mean, so do all of the other Philadelphia no. wide receivers, though. Well, no, they're all brittle. Because nobody, nobody is really the fast. one. Pivoting off of that, what do you guys think about the C.D. Lamb for John Nathalie, who already has Michael Gallup? What I mean, is I he mean, just playing a long game? But you know, in Dynasty, you shouldn't let team affect you too much because the long game is there. I agree. Mm-hmm. But, I agree. man, I, I, didn't, I didn't expect that. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I... I was just super jealous because I really wanted CD. Sure. Yeah, I so thought I for like, sure Neff was going to take Judy. And if nothing else, that's just acquiring the right asset. Yep. Mm-hmm. And because I, I mean, I think, yeah, if Lamb hadn't been there, Gallup was going to be oh, yeah. strong this year. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they can't yeah. off each other for right now. But <laughs> I mean, imagine he's got a plan. 
All right. Oh, yeah. I, agree. I I thought it was a great move. And then, of course, the best pick of the first round were the three picks that I made. Oh, my gosh. So we can move on to the second round. <laughs> Go ahead, Chief. Read it for us. All right. So in the second round, uh, we have, as part of the Gronk trade that we talked about before, uh, Madre got to start off. He took Michael Pittman Jr. Phenomenal. Followed yes. by Britain taking Joe Burrow. Steph- Hot garbage. Super flex. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Super <laughs> Steph taking Zach Moss. Uh, oh, this one's a blockbuster trade, baby. This was was this a Deering draft trade? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right right, so we'll pause here for just a second. Uh, Jason made a trade with Griff. Let's break that down. All right, um, I'll dive and into then it. We'll continue with the draft. All right. So this is with uh, between me and John. So basically, I have been trying to get rid of Cortland Sutton since. I picked up Jerry Judy. I feel like I can't be in on both of them, especially if Drew Locke is the quarterback. So I had to diversify things. So I ended up trading away Cortland Sutton in my 2021 second round, which should be about the 212, I think, (laughs) after I win the league. Um, And I acquired uh, TJ Gronkinson. Um... The, the we just said he's busted. You remember that, right? No. no. Uh, I acquired this uh, this pick right here at the two hundred four. I also acquired next rounds twenty twenty one first, as well as two thirds in the twenty twenty one draft. So I know it's a mouthful, and that without writing it down, you're not going to be able to pay attention to it. But I got a lot. Oh, by the way, my favorite part about this is the way that I acquired Cortland Sutton. Is I traded Griff my two eleven and Darius Geis. <laughs> so just rub that in your face, Griff. Well. Phenomenal, that one. phenomenal trade again, Griff. You're the <laughs> man. Um, so anyway, that's kind of what we did here. All right, I I, I I need to know your guys' thoughts on this. By the way, it turned into um, I end up getting Edwards as well as Van Jefferson in this draft. Mm. So all right, let's hear your guys' thoughts before I talk about how great of a trade I made. <laughs> I think this trade is one of those, like, it has such big implication, big impact, because it's multiple years down the road. We're, we're talking 2020, 2021, and 2022, all impacted by this trade. Um, I I don't I don't know why it is. I don't love Sutton. Um, just not a huge fan of him. They took Judy this year. They also took two other wide receivers. I think it was Hamler, and I can't remember the other guy's name, um, which speaks to how much I care. But I, I just I don't I don't know why I don't I don't love getting a rookie wide receiver tied to a rookie quarterback. If I saw you know them go out and get a veteran to where I can trust that this guy's going to get the ball and it's not going to be a terrible ball every time, I'd love it. But for that reason, I, that's the biggest reason I think you win it. Hawkinson has Matt Stafford, who we know can throw the ball. Like the dude's a freaking walking like he's a mini Ben Roethlisberger. He gets hurt a little more, but he's he's a tough dude, and he'll he'll get out there and do what he needs to do. So, I like it for that reason. For you, I'm not, gonna, not for yeah, I'm gonna jump in on this. So, this is what I really think. In all honesty, I think Cortland Sutton's a great player. Um, it stunk to give up something of value, and this is probably one of the first trades where I'm not sure if I won. Um, I think that Nefley's set up to compete this year, mm-hmm. and and Cortland Sutton is going to probably produce more than Jerry Judy this year. So mm-hmm. it, it cost me um, on that end, so I'm a little bit bummed about it. Uh, but overall, I have to believe in Jerry Judy over Cortland Sutton. What I saw from uh, Drew Locke last year is he was more likely to dump off than to go for the long bomb. Mm-hmm. And I think that that plays more to Judy's game. So that's why I made that move. Um, 
And so I, I, I'm very happy with it, as well as Brian Edwards. Man, what a stud. I know you guys never heard that podcast that Britain's still holding on to. Um, but I, I went on a rant about how much I like Brian Edwards. And so for me to jump in and get my guy, that was big for me. And especially since he's going to outproduce Henry Ruggs. Um, so sorry, Montre. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, uh, so that's, that's what I have to say about it. Britt, you got anything? Other than I was interested in that pick. Also because of Edwards, but I had taken the boys to Woodland Mound to play a round of disc golf and was out of pocket, could only see that mm. go through, and just felt instant regret for loving my kids. And <laughs> uh, no, but, but well done. And again, I just I just love seeing that that trade is so complex. Mm. You know, I I I mean, I I think. You won, but I'm sure those that are Cortland Sutton guys, like John, yeah. would say that they think they would if they got the best player. So, yeah, I, I think mean, it's a great trade. Yeah, I think I just think it's a, it's a it's a it really good trade. is complex that yeah. only two people in our league could probably pull off. Me and John. So <laughs> well done, John. Kudos to you. Oh my gosh. Well done. All right, let, let's continue on. Uh, so after the Edwards pick from Jason, uh, we have Sarah taking AJ Dillon. We have Isaac jumping in here over a last year's trade, uh, so stealing Netflix pick. Well, not stealing. It was traded to him. Uh, Isaac takes Brandon Ayuk. Griff, in our previous trade that we talked, got the one, or sorry, two seven, and took Denzel Mims. We already talked about that one. Corey, I think we did. We talked about that one, didn't we? No, we alluded to Griff just imploding oh. uh, and giving up David Johnson and a third round. Which that third round turned into... Well, that wasn't for this pick, was it? Yeah, he gave up David Johnson a, uh, you're a right, third you're round, right. which was Tua, mm-hmm. for Denzel Mims, which... Yep. I don't I don't know. I mean, Denzel Mims, to be honest, Denzel Mims at the, uh, what is it, 2-7 two two seven. Seven is... Mm-hmm. I think it could be really good. He's raw. He plays for the B-hole. And I think Griff just loves those Jets wide receivers. Seriously. Um, but he... I feel like this move forfeited all chances that Griff has for this year. Yeah, I didn't understand it. Like, (laughs) all last year, Griff is hyped up saying how David Johnson is going to bounce back. David Johnson is starting to run back. Not Kenny Drake. Even though David Johnson's not on the freaking field. And then all offseason, we continue to hear the same thing. David Johnson is going to destroy at the Texans. Like, Carlos Hyde was so good. Carlos Hyde's old. It doesn't matter how old you are. It matters how good you are. And then Griff goes and trades him away. And then some... Like, it wasn't just David Johnson. It was also a third, which I know doesn't feel like a lot, but it is. It's super, like, rookie drafts, that's where you get your future. So he gave up some of his past. He gave up some of his future to go and get Denzel Mims, who... I agree. I I wanted Denzel Mims, but kind of like I said before, I don't love (laughs) Sam Darnold. And that's a murky situation at best. Yeah, Griff falls into... This is the same trap that I fall into. It's, you listen to podcasts all winter long and into the spring and you just fall in love with rookies and you forget value is really what happened here so i think that i think that griff got rookie fever are we still talking about bill o'brien here (laughs) (laughs) no no uh o'brien is it griff or bill o'brien who makes the bad trades it's yes yes yes. (laughs) so anyway i think this is i i think it was uh Right now, I think that it was a bad trade. Um, mm. Just because Griffin, I don't think Griffin can compete. Griff completely lost his running back depth there. Yeah. 
I mean, he's trade away David and Johnson, Tariq Cohen, uh, James, James White. White. So I, I just I think that he has no chance of being able to compete. But I don't know. I've, I've spoken about Griff enough. No more about that. I know. I'd have given up more for David Johnson, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. He'd be nice on yeah. the utility spot. I would have definitely given up more than that pick that's for David Johnson. That's so raw. Yep. So yeah. it's a big risk. It it is a huge risk. And right. maybe he's in that mode. Maybe he's just like, all right, I'm just gonna build for the future, whatever. Um, all right, let's continue on. Uh, after that pick, Corey takes Antonio Gibson. Um, I traded up last year, so I got the 209. I took Lavisca Chenault. Um, Corey traded me last year and had the 210 and took Darrington Evans. Britain in the trade earlier with Griff got the 211. Took Anthony McFarland as we briefly mentioned. And Tynan uh, closes out the round with Chase Claypool. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this round? Any like any picks where you're like, man, that's a steal? I know we kind. I, I think it's pretty unanimous. The trade for Denzel Mims was rough, but the pick itself sounds like we kind of agree. Like it's not a bad pick. But what, what are some of the picks where you're like, man, this one's not great? Uh, bad bad picks right now. I look at. That Joe Burrow pick. And I wonder... Uh, who's your quarterback right now, Britton? I'm Jimmy G. I'm running with the hodgepodge of Jimmy G, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, right. and right. Ryan Fitz- Fitzpatrick. Yep, yeah, he needed a quarterback. I was playing quarterback <laughs> roulette. And, and, I I, it's good. and I also think Burrow's going to be mm-hmm. a top ten quarterback this year. So Yeah, I think that, to be honest... I don't know about I, that. But. And I want to root, root for a Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it makes fantasy fun. Mm-hmm. So I got a good trade offer today, a strong offer for Burrow, and Ooh. it was like, I, do tell. Oh, well, I mean, We're interested. It was, <laughs> it was uh, straight up Carson Wentz for Joe Burrow, and ah, ah Montreal trying and to I, make some. Moves. I told him I thought it, I thought it was a, a really nice offer, but I'm just on the the Burrow Kool Aid, and I want a Bengal. Yeah. So I, I know I got some grief with the Burrow pick from mm-hmm. Griffin. Which I mean, yeah. trade trade guff off from that guy. Griff, yeah. Griff plans on starting Gardner Minshew this year, so don't worry. But about it. I, I know we're not super flex, but I, I wanted some stability. Mm-hmm. Um, what? And like you have so many quarterbacks. Say Joe Burrow pans out, like you can drop some of those quarterbacks and not lose any sleep oh, over yeah. it. Like, oh yeah, you could drop roster spots. More than likely, Ryan Fitzpatrick, one hundred percent, you'll be able to drop well, Bridgewater. And Fitzpatrick like Bridgewater, were just mid, they were they were off season guys that were available. Yeah, so I picked so, up for nothing just for depth. Mm-hmm. I figured yeah. I could stream off that, and if, if Burrow wasn't there, I wouldn't have lost any sleep over it. Yep. But when he I, was, and I made that pick in like 12 seconds. Yep. Because yeah. When I look at this round, to be honest, I don't think, I think there's only one bad pick. <laughs> only one bad pick. I think all the rest of them are really good. And I think the one bad pick is Darrington Evans mm. by Corey. At the 2, is that 210? Yep, 210. 210, I mean... And I knew he was going to take him. This was right I after... This one. I, I think this was after... Uh, Henry had just signed his big contract, yep. and that's why I kind of view this as like, I think this three months ago before he signed his big contract, mm-hmm. the pick makes sense. Mm-hmm. But to pick him, Darrington Evans over Anthony McFarlane, just does or over some of these other guys that could pick later, doesn't make sense to me. So that I think all the other picks that round are really solid picks, especially the Brian Edwards one. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I really do like him. I mean, Pittman's great. Zach Moss is great. We already talked about Joe Burrow. That fits a need. I have no problems with that. 
AJ Dillon, phenomenal pick. Brandon Ayuk, first rounder. Phenomenal thighs, too. Have we talked about that? Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I think my my wife really enjoys it too much. Um, Denzel Mims, good, great value. Antonio Gibson, awesome. LaVisca Chenault, great talent. As long as he can be uh, healthy, Mm. awesome. Anthony McFarlane, great. Chase Claypool, second-round pick. I mean, that's that's great value. What the heck, Corey? You had one pick... Two now, two. You did get the Antonio Gibson one yeah, right, but yeah, man, Gibson. I really think you blew your load. Based on our other league, I, that he picked those two guys. I know, I know who he valued. Which is fine. But I knew he was going to resign. I just yes. don't understand why he picked Evan Darrington Evans when he has James Conner. Yes, it makes most sense for him to go McFarland there because James Conner has injury issues and. Like, that's a perfect opportunity to jump on Anthony McFarlane, lock up that backfield. Well, unless he wants to diversify and not pull a Stephanie and lock up, a, you know, several backfields. Yeah. But, I, don't, I mean, it's a strategy know. issue. I don't know. I mean, I can't, I can't say it's wrong it's, if it's an approach you have. I think that he has a chance to save True. it, though, with Antonio Gibson. Gibson could be great. Yep. Maybe. Well, um, now so, the guys is out of the picture. Jeez, yeah. So, I think that, and, I mean, second rounders <laughs> are flyers anyway. So, I mean, sure. it is what yeah. it is. All right, let's move on to that third round. All right, and in the third round, uh, we start off with Isaac taking Joshua Kelly, Britton taking LaMichael Pirine, uh, Steph taking DJ Dallas, Joey in the trade with Griff was able to get his third round pick. Joey takes Tua Tagovailoa. And <laughs> which, by the way, was right before Sarah picked Justin Herbert, and she really wanted Tua. Oh, that doesn't course. surprise me at all. Was, she was so oh, she, mad, wasn't she? Did she, she? tilt pick Herbert? Not tilt pick, no, but she she just has like personal vendettas against people. So like Justin <laughs> You're dead Herbert, to her now, Joey. Not so much that. She was actually like Justin Herbert was on her crap list. Oh but my she gosh. needed a quarterback. So it was Then why'd she take Herbert? She she doesn't know. She also doesn't know why she hated him. Um so that was kind of it's funny. Just a feeling, you know? It's a feeling. Yeah, she, but so she was really upset that she missed America's Golden Boy. Oh so. my gosh. No, that's so. Trevor Lawrence. He's coming next year. Um, Get a haircut. Oh, that's beautiful. You're just jealous. Uh, So Sarah takes Justin Herbert, Jason in his pre... er, Sorry. Yeah, Jason in his previous trade with Cortland Sutton uh, is able to get Nefley's 206 and takes Van Jefferson. Or sorry, 306, sorry. Um, And then Joey takes KJ Hamler. Corey takes Tyler Johnson. Montre in the trade with... Uh, Isaac from I believe last year on this or no 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 this is from this year the Gronk trade yeah uh, takes Lynn or Isaac takes Lynn Bowden Jr. Um, I took Devin Duvernay Neffley in a trade with Jason from Lord knows which year yeah, takes Quintus Cephas and Tynan wraps up the round with Antonio Gandy Golden um, so this is kind of the point in the draft where like it starts to get a little thinner and you start to see more for me I think you start to see more of the like. Just my guys. I'm taking my shots. Yep. Like these aren't your sure things. A couple of maybe the earlier picks are a little bit more of that. Um, like I like Joshua Kelly. Gross. I think, I think like Austin Eckler's great, but I, have they signed him to a big deal yet? I don't oh, think yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he just got paid this offseason. Yeah. Oh, did. maybe I missed that. But for, I mean, for, for athlete still, money, not big running back money. Yeah. But. It's still good to have his backup. Yeah. So no like, argument there. Not a bad move. I, like. 
I look at some of the other picks, like even mine, Devin Duvernay is kind of just like, well, there's Baltimore's kind of a, a hodgepodge. Like it's yeah. Hollywood Brown and that's it. I'll take I'll, a shot. Yeah, I want to jump in on this. So Steph takes DJ Dallas. She's already got uh, what's his name that can't stay healthy. Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. So that was interesting to double up on that. I was a little bit bitter because I kind of wanted him. Mm. Um, Sarah gets a quarterback because Rodgers is is fizzling out. Or sorry, no, um, she gets Herbert. Um, I pick up Van Jefferson, which I don't know if you guys know that phenomenal route runner. Uh, his dad actually is a wide receiver coach for the Jets. So he's making waves in training camp. KJ Hamler. Why aren't the Jets wide receivers any good? Um, behold. Their head coach. <laughs> yeah, that's not his fault. Not his dad's fault. <laughs> uh, KJ Hamler, interesting. I think he's more of a field stretch than actually anything. Uh, Tyler Johnson, Minnesota, great name there, but I think that he is not good. But Corey strongly believes in him, so I'm actually really intrigued to see how that one works out. Mm. Lynn Bowden Jr., Bowden Bowden, however you say it, I really think that he is he's one of those gadget players, phenomenal athlete, could really make waves there, but... I'm not surprised Sarah didn't draft him. Yeah, Sarah doesn't know who he is. What? <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't know that he's a UK player, so that's why she Sarah, what is wrong with you? Yeah, no. Sarah, we sorry. Someone great. should have told you. Devin Duvernay is a great pick. He was I was deciding between Devin Duvernay, Van Jefferson, and Antonio Gandy Golden. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I really like those four picks, especially the Van Jefferson, Devin Duvernay. Great team, really has athletically just phenomenal. And then Antonio Golden Gandy, also a phenomenal athlete. So I'm in. Not to mention he's in Washington. Uh, great, yeah. great opportunity there. And the last thing I want to say about Quintez Cephas. Quintez Cephas um, plays in the uh, the Big Ten, and um, Akuda. Akuda is that cornerback. Is that Jeffrey right? Jeffrey Akuda from Ohio State. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And Akuda was asked in an interview, "Who was the one guy that you matched up against all year long that was the hardest for you to match up against?" And they they said Quintez Cephas. So Quintez Cephas is potentially a huge sleeper. I, and of course, Nephley makes that pick. Savvy, Always does. Savvy man. Um, but so I'm really excited about all those that I just kind of said at the end there because I think that, with the exception of the Tyler Johnson, the KJ Hamler, I think that there could be some waves from this third round. So pay mm. attention to those as we go on. It's probably um. more information that you guys wanted to know. <laughs> but. Well, I, I don't think Britt, do you, do you want to add uh, anything into there as well? Any picks where you're like, man, I love this pick or. Well, I mean, it is Don't interesting. Understand. I think that was like the time. Oh, you sniped my guy. He was way oh, ADP, yeah. and I think you said it to start off this your, your analysis that what we saw in the third round, especially even late second, really was ADP gets thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. It's, this is where you take yeah. your guy. I think a lot of those guys were going ahead of where, if you look at other dynasty mocks, were going ahead of their ADP. So mm-hmm. I think that was you want him, go get him, and so I think that's what you saw. You know, I, I took P. Ryan a little bit early. Steph took Dallas a little early. I mean, everybody was going 6 to 12 picks ahead of their ADP, but you see I need running backs. Mm-hmm. So I started Steph. We see that need. Sarah needed a quarterback. Still didn't take one, but took Herbert. Um, <laughs> you know, you see John take easy. a guy that, I mean, I, when I saw it come through, I, I just saw, you know, I saw who was drafted, and I just immediately knew it was John. It just seems like a John <laughs> guy. So, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was fascinating that you just all that stuff goes out the window, and it mm. was just kind of a free for all, and I think was was pretty fascinating. So, see if it's somebody I hoped had been there because I feel like he was a fourth round ADP guy, but yeah, um, no. I'd hoped he'd been there at four hundred two, but 
No, I, I think you see guys really filling needs. I, you know, some of us filled needs, and some of were some were just looking at lottery tickets. When I, that was I do cool. know that Jones mm-hmm. really hoping to get one of those running backs, like a Joshua Kelly, with Michael Piran, DJ Dallas. Um, oh yeah. So he was a little disappointed that one of those that they were stuck with Quintez Cephas. Mm. So that's a good guy to get stuck with, though. I think. Yeah. That, that's not so, bad. It's a so flyer. instead of breaking down rounds four and five because they like, don't matter, like we've kind of progressed one and two is. From one to three, it progressively gets less and less important. So four and five, those guys hardly matter. Um, but le- instead of breaking down the full round, I would love to hear just kind of your guys' favorite picks from round four and five. Um, like So for me, one of the guys that I, in all of my mock drafts, is kind of taking a shot on. This is the same philosophy or thought process as Devin DuVernay is James Prochet. Yeah. Um, just a late round, like, hey, my last pick of the draft, I'm going to go James Prochet. If he's not there, I'm going to go Josiah DeGuara. Um, just I believe, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was a UC grad. Yeah, he was. Um, so that that hometown feel, you guys know, I took David Montgomery last year as my first because he was from Cincinnati. So I like that. Um, Wait, who was David Montgomery? He went to uh, gosh, oh high school, high school, yeah, high school yeah, here. Okay, not right. yeah, he didn't go to UC. Um, but I, I was like taking shots that's on cool. guys like that in the fifth round because it hardly matters. Um, so yeah, those two guys are kind of my like. Those are good. Those are good. You picks. do know you took David Montgomery in the first round, right? Yeah, I did. Instead of Miles Sanders. Oh, I know. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I remember so very well. I still believe in David Montgomery. Just, we'll get she, into that. She, a whole she, she is a quantity over quality guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I'll take my quantity I, all day. I, I'll say piggybacking off Cheek, he made that was the first pick with James Brochet. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Uh, oh really? Because who is that? Like, uh, I feel like I've done tons of mocks, mm-hmm. a fair amount of research. He, he and that name had me stumped. He, okay. he was making some waves as a yeah. prospect. All right. I, I mean, I didn't doubt it, but I, I just, yeah, I thought it was a solid pick. Yeah, I'm. So, are you gonna say who you liked? You can go ahead. All right. Um, similar to what Britain's kind of alluding to, these guys in the fifth round, I'm kind of like, what the heck? I mean, I know Mike Warren. Um, but overall, I, I do a lot of fantasy research, probably too much, and I don't know this last row of people, for the most part. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a late fourth rounder. Mm-hmm. I like the Jalen Hurts. I know oh, that yeah, I did too. as far as I, I, I understand the value of quarterbacks, Griff, just don't get your panties in a bunch. Oh. But really here, it's just about his upside, and I don't know if I'm – Banking on Lamar Jackson and just his ability and just kind of transferring that over to Jalen Hurts. But this idea of being a running passing quarterback, uh, I think, is at least appealing. And so taking a flyer late fourth on, on Jalen Hurts, I think, is a, uh, at least a good move. I don't know about great. I don't know if there are any really great moves in the fourth or fifth round. but So I like that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I forgot I hated the, fourth, the third round so much. I Or fourth round, rather. I traded that pick. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just don't like it. Yeah, I really wanted Eno Benjamin and uh, Isaac. Yeah, Isaac sniped literally right in front of me. So you can make that your pick that you like, Eno Benjamin. Yeah. I'd say, Isaac, I say that is that is a great pick. Um, another good depth depth piece. Again, fourth round, so you know yeah. you're not banking a whole bunch on it, but yeah. it's a nice flyer. Um, I, I fell in love with my fifth round pick, Jeff Thomas from the Patriots. He was a mm-hmm. character so guy. He got in a lot of trouble in school, but. Great skills. Patriots picked him up, okay. and let's see if he can become something. Um, it doesn't seem like he will at, the, <laughs> at this stage, but I didn't, I didn't want to – I think at least in a draft, to Cheek's point with taking Prochet, like, even if you think you can get those guys on waivers, 
like if you like him, yeah, you you gotta take you gotta shot. take him, and I didn't wanna mm-hmm. I didn't wanna fight with somebody for him later. So yeah, yeah. and again, that's what's really fascinating with these guys that are twenty three, checkered past, whatever issues, mm-hmm. red flags, like they could become something. And to me, right. I love I I really oh, enjoy yeah. gambling, like. Well. And that's, just, that's, a, that's so cool to like, pick a guy like, love maybe in two to three years, yeah. he'll be the next great something. And that's that's yeah. really cool to me. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's a redemption shot. You know, it's a chance to like go out there, change your story. And, and, and that's always fun to root for. And I think that's what is fun about the rookie draft. Like, in a redraft league, you're not taking your shot on some guy. Like, I, I at least I know for me, I'm not drafting Darius guys in any of my redraft leagues. The guy's a bum. He's a, he's a joke. Like, I won't draft him, because I know, like, his character. What do you he, now he's going to prison. So. He's now he's going to prison. Yeah. He's a bad man. Uh, but, like, these guys are young, and you're just like, man, I, like, I want to I wanna hope that they turn into something. Like, yeah. you want to be that guy that catches it. That's, it's, that was a great move by, so I don't know if you guys know this, but Preston Williams was that category mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, Absolutely. Like, for him to turn into what he's turned into, which is at least a viable fantasy mm-hmm. prospect. So, I, I never end up with uh, fourth-round picks. <laughs> or, or probably even usually third round picks, but uh, so those are those are the kind of people you want is is figure out why they drop for some some usually it's off field reason, mm-hmm. but they're talented and so yeah. that's that's a good move. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that that wraps up the draft. Um, before we close out though, um, we got a couple minutes left here. I don't want to run us too long because we're almost at an hour. Uh, Post draft party. We are finally going to get together in person. Unless I'm mistaken, it, which by the way, like, is Griff officially a co-commish? What what is happening? Is he running things from like the inside? Is he forcing his hand? I don't understand. He fully just is one of those people that throws a bunch of crap at the wall and hopes something <laughs> sticks. And this one might have actually stuck. It stuck. It definitely it really stuck. Did. Well, I mean, I, to his, I mean, to his defense, I did say we would do it when we knew we couldn't do it in mm. person. Had to switch to yep. to to slow draft, you know, remote, virtual. I, you know, but for me. The, the those Zoom calls that happened during that draft weekend kind of satisfied that need, but you know I I'm I'm glad he put the acceler you know pushed down the accelerator for that because I think it'll be great to see those who want to come, and you know he he did nag just enough that Steph was like all right get out of the way I got this and that she just <laughs> set the plan uh, Saturday seven Chick Fil A Nuggets I got the booze you Animal know Nuggets. Well, yeah, yeah, Steph already promised those, but, you know. <laughs> so I will be here. Yeah. So, no, I mean, so I am thankful that, that Griffin, I, you know, it's one of those oh, that yeah. if you don't know how much somebody wants it, you, you just mm-hmm. may not do it. It's easy to do. And Definitely. So, so what, what he, time is it on he, Saturday? He at Did least we, wanted it. We'll see if everybody else does, too. Have we landed on a time? 7 o'clock, Saturday, my house. Inside, outside? I'm yes. okay either, but, you know, I'll, we're open I mean, you've got a big patio. Oh, the outside, outside. I think yeah. we'll be fine. We'll have fire pit. What's the weather like going? on Saturday? This is this is. You're gonna check it out on Monday. Yeah, no, I mean, they're fairly on. accurate. Come on, this no. is Weather Channel. That is their job. That is the whole channel's job. process. I want. It's their job. job to guess. Yeah, well, I, that's what fantasy is. So welcome to the party, boys. Yeah, we, don't <laughs> get, we don't get paid for. It. No one's no one's looking us up on a Monday, seeing what to do on a Saturday, Saturday. afternoon. Is gonna be beautiful, guys. We're sitting outside. Enjoy your time, Madri Tynan. If you can get down here. Well, or if Matri, if you can get down here, just slash over mostly, yeah. and Tynan, if you could come, come up, 
That would be great. And for the record, we have to collectively acknowledge it's much easier for Tynan than it is it for Matri. It is substantially Matri. easier. Tynan Chris, can make a five-hour drive and be here. Yeah, Chris, you could take a couple weeks off work. I mean, you're going to have to for traveling here anyway, so you might as well yeah. just do it. Um, yeah, that, that, that wraps it up. We would, I mean, if we, if we could do the winners and losers in 30 seconds or less. Oh. Yeah, definitely the short, winner. Short, quick. Who do, you, who do you think your winner is of the draft? Okay, without a doubt, the winner is me. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I'm I serious, though. It. Is, yeah. As much as I hate to say, like, put it on me, I, it's hard to argue, though, with three first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. You can't really screw this And getting another first-round next year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that... How, how? How does that happen? I don't know. I, I asked <laughs> the same thing, Jason. Yeah, well, some people are good. Yeah. Um, as I, far... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think Jason wins it, mostly because of the work he put in last year. I mean, you're, you put a ton of work into getting those picks, and it, it paid off. Like, you, you got three solid young wide receivers when you don't desperately need young I wide receivers right now. I would with Brian Edwards. But. Yeah, I, yeah I forgot about Brian Edwards, actually, yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you got a ton of great options at wide receiver. No running backs at all, so I'm kind of surprised by that. But overall, I think those like, receivers it's hard, it's hard turn to into running that. backs. That's... Yep. He, he's he's in a stage. It's an enviable stage. But just just acquire assets, yep. and that's so that, that's why I think he won because he he was not slave to any certain strategy. He could just pick the best the best guy there, and even have the luxury to to jump up <clears throat> into the early that early to mid first round or second round rather, and take and take Edwards too. So no, no I, yeah, I have to yeah. I mean, I think I think Jason Jason did really well, but I think a lot of people help their teams, and that's who is the loser. Oof. I think I know who the loser is. Name it. Sorry, Joey, but your draft was rough this year. You didn't have any picks in the first or the second. Your first pick in the draft was Tua. <clears throat> you Don't get me wrong. You did get David Johnson out of I all mean, of this. So I, I can't say that your draft process was bad. You did get a starting running back. That's, that's great. But if we're only looking at the draft, Joey had Tua. He had KJ Hamler, Quez Watkins, Dalton King. I just don't love it. Like, maybe those guys pay off. Tua, Tua will. I think I believe in Tua. But I think he addressed but, his biggest need. Yeah. So, I, I mean, uh, do you my, think his biggest need was quarterback? No, 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 running back. Like it happened during the draft process. David oh, Johnson with, with still, David Johnson. Okay. He okay. gave up a draft pick to gotcha. get David Johnson. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely. I would say Joey lost it last year when he traded me his first round pick this year for Daryl Henderson and Peyton Barber. But that's not my loser this year. My loser this year. It has to go to Griffin. I think that, Ooh. yes, he had great th- – two two really good picks with DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor. But as far as addressing his team, I think that he hurt his team. Because, yes, he's acquired – maybe he'll trade him away because he probably should. But I do not think – I think that he gave up way too much in the draft to acquire what he did. And I don't think that this draft – when he looks back on it in a couple of years, I think that he's going to regret doing it. Mm. So, Britt, what do you got? I mean, with a, a loser, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to argue with the with the case for for Griff just because I'm not sure what his end result was. I think that's that's why I would stick with that. Everybody else, you can look and see they had a pretty clear path and and a pretty clear vision for what they were trying to do. And for Griff to have gotten older in several key areas or or lose. Key contributors now ended up with running backs that, by all accounts, will be, mar- you know, in a committee. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm just not sure what his approach was. So, I think that's probably the reason I would say 
Um, he he lost. You can look at others and say that some of their guys won't do anything this year. Like Corey's guy. I mean, I guess outside of maybe Antonio Gibson, those other three, I'm not sure will do much. But I at least understand what he was doing. Mm. But I don't. I don't. I don't know with with Griffin. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, as we all know, that this could. Fantasy can change on a dime, and that's why we all love to play it. So this is uh, we're gonna wrap it up, guys. Um, as the fantasy season or as the NFL season starts to just kind of approach us, super excited. We're gonna hopefully get together. Um, I don't know how often. I won't make these guys commit to a weekly, but <laughs> hopefully, kind of rejuvenate this league with some podcasts. So feel free to to listen, chime in, chime in uh, with the group me, and uh, Burbungeon out. 